0: Friday evening, everybody. Uh, now, granted, I typically do a teaching, a midweek teaching, but we're going to do something a little different because Pastor Rick and I were up in San Jose, California. Yeah uh for epic. epic 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 that's my word but so i'll give it to you uh but we're gonna fill you in on that but rick what is this box doing here you and i just slammed
1: some uh wonderful pizza action yeah. went down to camarillo before this because we,
0: we just didn't have the energy to do this without yeah well, yeah we so joe Diamore's pizza joe goes to our church he's open and uh, i gotta tell you the pizza is outstanding he brings his uh flour in from italy Water from New York. He wants to get that New York pizza crust, and he's accomplished it. Um, and they've taken his business license because he remains open. And like he says, you know, I, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm older. I have enough money to retire. I'm doing this for the single mom who works here and the young man who's eight months out of rehab. They need this livelihood. And and I, having just gotten back from San Jose, seeing what the court's doing to Mike and Calvary Chapel Coast or San Jose, and watching as the, the, this Fifth Amendment violation mm-hmm. by our county supervisors, our, our governor of our state, that they would shutter businesses without compensating them. They're taking their property, unduly taking their property. Mm-hmm. It is, it's unconstitutional. The Constitution, they swore to defend. And I just want to say kudos to Joe, to Pizza Cookery, to Miss Olson's, yeah. bu- a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. BSF Fitness, you've seen them on our program. We're supporting these small businesses. Their Fifth Amendment rights are being violated. It's got to stop. Check out Diamore's uh, really good piece It's amazing. I've been there twice in the last
1: week and just. Uh...
0: He doesn't look like he has. I, on the other hand, have accomplished a body by Diamore's. Amore's. So. We worked on it
1: yesterday. We did some Mickey D's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just, uh, we were working it yesterday. 11 hours round trip up to San Jose we back drove in- up. It was like a gnome on the hood of our car with a garden hose It was just pouring
0: rain all the way up all the way back It was yeah. hard and, and not only
1: raining hard on the drive You'll see in a moment in a video, but when we got there right across. It's this incredible jump position with 2021 120 years earlier Uh, a President of the United States stood in the park right across from the courthouse and I wanted Rob to weigh in on it. Check out
0: this video. Yeah, President McKinley. Check it out. Hey folks, we're gathered here at the courthouse in San Jose. Pastor Rick wanted to show me this amazing statue of William McKinley, who was the President of the United States. And interestingly enough, he stood on this spot and he proclaimed the importance of the U.S. Constitution and if you notice here, May 13th, 1901 is when he stood on this spot and declared the U.S. Constitution to be critical to the future of the country. And then by September of that same year, he'd be dead by assassination. They'd kill him. He was a Republican president. He'd come out of Ohio. He was the governor of Ohio, and he was the last president of the United States to serve in the civil war. And so here we are at this monument on this side of the monument, you've got all of this ornate artwork that, the, that shows a cornucopia and that shows the law, which is the wise restraints that make men free. And the law is not to be weaponized against freedom, it's to set man free, so that we apply restraints towards evil in order to pursue excellence. McKinley understood that, of course he was assassinated, but here we are in front of the courthouse to my right, and Mike McClure in just a few minutes is going to go before the judge for a, for a verdict and facing 1. 1. Yeah, 1. 1. $1.7 really. yeah. 7 million in fines, 25000 personally on him and 22000 on his youth pastor. And this is unprecedented. They're releasing thousands of convicts, and they're coming after churches. They're shuttering small businesses, but they're coming after churches as well. This is tyranny in its highest form, and it needs to be stopped. And here's the worst part. Cass Commercial Bank has called their note. They have a $2 million note on the property. They've called in the note because of the pressure that they've received from the cancel cor- uh, cancel culture. And Cass Bank professes itself to be a Christian bank. Don't do business with Cass Bank anymore. We're done with them. Uh, and folks are raising money to cover that note. We're going to contribute to that as well. This is a fight for liberty, and folks, we need to stand firm. We'll keep you updated. We've got some more coming, but God bless you. Here we are at the McKinley statue. Rick, thanks, man. Bless you guys. Now, in regards to that video, we're we're torn, you and I, because you did business, you still do business with CasBank, and you're the one who introduced Mike to CasBank, mm-hmm. and you're working with the guys, and they're really trying hard to accommodate in some capacity. But my frustration with them, mm-hmm. and we can do good cop, bad cop Let's kind do of thing. Yes, yeah. my frustration with them is they had no need to cancel that note or to call that note. Mm-hmm. They're they're capitulating to the pressure that they've received from the, the plaintiff's attorneys. Mm-hmm. And and if they're supposed to be a Christian bank and, and we're being challenged, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're being targeted and they're, they're supposed to have our back and the minute that the plaintiff's attorneys come after them, they've never missed a payment on that note. They've brought them profit from that. They profess to care about Christianity and now they have a chance to stand and they fold like a cheap suit. I I know you've been talking with them and, and I wanted to comment that the reflection that I did in front of the monument, more so my own than yours, although we're not that far apart.
1: No, and on Thursday, which is just yesterday, having only that information to work with, we're uh, totally in yeah. unity with that. But I did uh, bring Cass, who I had a great relationship with and had previously banked with at our fellowship, and I've worked with a number of banks over the years with ministries and, and things. And so I reached out uh, this morning to Cass yeah. Bank and really wanted to hear their side of things. I, and I
0: thought you were very gracious, Rick, the and, way you were,
1: you were talking to them. I mean, seriously. And and, and so I, I love the guys over there. But uh, I also wanted to communicate, hey, this is really a, a deal breaker for us in our movement. If, when we're in a foxhole, Rob, yeah. if... Uh, I want to be in a foxhole with you because I know you got my back. Right. But I'm not going to get a foxhole with somebody that I know doesn't have my back. So that's what I was trying to get to the bottom of. And the guys are, uh, I just uh, talked to them, and I'm going to leave it there. They're working with the team at San Jose. They're trying to make things right. And so let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And if that doesn't work out next week, We'll tear him to pieces.
0: <laughs> I'm a warrior now, darlin'. If Caspian's not gonna help us, we've got to go to war with him. I had to get the blue paint off his face. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> All right. So let's let's tell everybody what happened because yeah. we didn't just go for a pleasant drive no. in the rain for 11 hours. Uh, we got back late. I mean, that was that was. It was, I was tough driving I was wiped out this morning yeah and it was pouring rain the whole time we were there. I was freezing and the first thing I do uh, when to get out of the car- yeah <laughs> first thing I do when I get out of the car in San Jose is I step in a puddle so my feet are <laughs> soaking wet and you know it's like that was awful uh, but you know you had a faithful crowd that gathered at the steps of the courthouse they wouldn't let us on the steps yeah. And it was they, supposed to be a one-hour. A one-hour deal, 1.30 to 2.30. It
1: ended up being four or five hours. Four or
0: five hours. And yeah. we were freezing, and the rain was pouring down on us. I mean, when we did that clip by the monument, it was, there was a respite from the rain. But yeah. the rest of the time, it was...
1: It was a little break, and then it came right... This short video, we wanted to show you the guys had just come out, out of the courtroom. Uh, the lawyer, Bob Tyler, is sharing. But I, I wanted to give you a picture. The rain is... And I, I, I learned new umbrella etiquette. The umbrella, because I'm tall right? Everybody that's umbrellas are shorter, it's It's, dripping on it's, it's running on me because mine goes on to theirs because <laughs> we were so body to body. Check out
0: this video. We had some rain they, coming These down. were brave folks, too. They, they were enduring these elements. Take a look at this. But we believe we have a constitution that preserves our free exercise, our right to be able to meet in person, to gather together and worship. And uh, we're going to continue to contend for that. And uh, please pray for Mike, for Parson, for the church the U.S. Supreme Court, the United States, and to Judge Kerwin as well. Thank you all. Have a great day. Great job.
1: Yeah, apologize for my videography. It's like I call it uh, ma- I call it mama Vision. <laughs> you, watch, you watch too much of it, and uh, so that's where things were at at the end.
0: Yeah, let's let's fill in everybody okay. on uh, what occurred. So mm-hmm. they're they're up against 1.7 million dollars in fines. Mm-hmm. Twenty five thousand dollars directed towards Mike himself. Mm-hmm. Twenty two thousand yep. uh, towards his assistant youth or his youth pastor. Uh, we met with them early, and pastors showed up from all over the state yes. and country. We, yes. uh, Not all over the country, but we had a pastor drive down from Washington to come and be a part of this. That's Heard right. on our live stream, came down to be a part
1: of it. He actually just wanted a selfie with Mike, uh, with Rob, so <laughs> it was fun. No, great guys, yeah. though. Were really a blessing.
0: Yeah, and, and they were from all over the state. I mean, we had San Marcos. I mean, that's Southern California. We had San Diego guys come. They drove from the Central Valley down from Northern California. Mm-hmm. I was so moved and, and congregants, hundreds of people there in the pouring rain.
1: And some of the pastors shared stories that just happened that week, Rob. Yeah. A guy in Sunnyvale, they were meeting outside, just, they were meeting, they're supposed to meet outside, right? That's
0: so, the only place the governor
1: says. And they came and broke up his, his meeting. Yep. Another guy who's- Wait, wait, and he got a, he got a fine of what, 1,500 bucks? Uh, yeah, he got a fine, and then another guy has been meeting outdoors and everything, and it just got too cold, so he went inside. The first Sunday, he went inside his building, $5,200 fine uh, that came to him, and just one after another. It's almost like because the whole church is not standing up, that they see there's no challenge on the other side, except they're picking them off because yeah. they're a bully.
0: One by one. Yeah, The pastor came down from Washington, interestingly enough, said that Uh, The governor up there, uh, Ensley, I I think it's Ensley, he he adopted all of Governor Newsom's orders, but he changed one where the governor in California, Mussolini, said that we were allowed to do videotaping for our services. The governor in Washington said you can't even videotape. It's only permitted for musicians and entertainers. How yeah I, I don't, does the
1: virus travel yeah, through the video yeah. I, don't, I don't know I mean it, this What's is What's the mindset?
0: It, well the mindset's called tyranny. Yeah. It's tyranny <laughs> and it's a violation of the first amendment, fifth yeah. amendment, 14th amendment. We can go on and on and on. And uh, folks have been contributing to uh, Bob Tyler. I know we have contributed yep. another portion to his defense of all these churches. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been contributing to Mike's church. I've had people
1: that are following us reach out to me and I just give them the their church's name and address where they yeah, know where to send the yeah. check
0: and help out. So uh, Rick, if you can re- recount it all for the folks because they wanna know what's happening and there's a lot of pastors across the country. I know I got inquiries from a number mm. of pastors wanting to know what occurred yesterday. Uh, you wanna recount for everybody what Bob Tyler shared? Sure. Uh, the 11 weeks or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, so they, the judge seemed to, uh, first of all, Bob was encouraged that the judge listened so long because it was only supposed to be 30 minutes and 30 minutes yeah. in, infinito. But the judge kept asking for more and more, let Pastor Mike back up on the stand. And so at the end, he said, we're going to remove the fines for now, from Pastor Mike and from Pastor Carson, we're going to remove the fines for eleven violations. I don't know if that means eleven weeks. I think Robert? he said eleven weeks. Okay, so eleven uh, violations. However, that turns out. But uh, we got a text this morning that clarified that's a twenty-day reprieve on those if the church complies from now yeah, on, and they'll and they'll come back if they don't yep. comply. So that's my understanding. If it's not crystal clear, there's a lot of variables. So work with us on that. Be gracious.
0: We'll see how it all unfolds. Basically what the judge did is he said, we'll, we'll back up a little bit if you're going to play by our rules. And I know, Mike, yeah. the church is going to be open this Sunday. Yeah. It, 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 well,
1: <laughs> we, are, we are being who we really believe the Lord wants us to be, aren't we? Robert? It's never oh, been about money to the, Mike here on Sunday what's going to happen at God speak this Sunday three services three services and baptisms at the end of every service you're going to preach i'm going to baptize people you're going people. to dunk yeah. yeah and last time we had people that gr- saw it on the live stream drove all the way from vegas vegas to to get baptized right and so. and if you got to come from vegas cuz there's not a church with the doors open and i mean come on folks this is the united states of america and if 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 our freedom to worship the lord our Judeo-Christian ethic does not prevail. We've
0: lost the foothold that we've had for liberty in the world yeah. to lead the way. And and for the pastors out there or any Christians who are saying, Well, you're you're super spreaders and yeah. and, and you don't love your neighbor, okay, yeah, give it a rest. In, in, in the entire history of the United States of America, this last 12-month period has had the most opioid overdose in any other time in American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost a 40% increase in child trauma going to the emergency rooms, mental trauma, suicide. They've had to reopen and revisit schools opening. Uh, I think it was, it, it was La- Las Vegas, Nevada, because the suicides are just rampant there. And you're telling me that we don't love our neighbor when you have a virus that has uh, over a 99% survival rate and they have shuttered our businesses, taken away the livelihood, come after employees and employers mm-hmm. and, and not even considered the emotional trauma upon our children, what they've done by... And we've, we've had the program, go ahead and view it, where we're quarantining the abused with their abusers. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me... And, Rick, that we don't love our neighbors, we love our neighbors. We're willing to stand on their behalf as their first, fifth, 14th amendments are being violated. Mm -hmm. Where are you? You stand with us. Mm -hmm. They don't have the right to do what they're doing. And if they really believed, if they really believed that what they were doing was right, then why would Governor Newsom... Go to the French Laundry with 24 of his cronies, including the health officer of California. Shoulder to shoulder, no mask, spending taxpayer money on bar bills in the most expensive restaurant. And by the way, an appetizer at that restaurant is the average price. The average price of a a hors d'oeuvre at that restaurant is the average check of unemployment to those who've lost everything. And they're not getting those unemployment checks to them. They're not doing their job. Mm -hmm. So you want to love your neighbor? Stand up because... Mm -hmm. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Mm-hmm. And folks are wanting to be set free and they're looking for you to lead them. Fair enough?
1: Yeah, I recently read a book called How to Kill 11 Million People about what happened to Nazi Germany. And the German people in their Christian churches that were close to the train tracks, hearing them go by, the trains go by, and hearing the people crying out for help from the trains. They sang louder. In the churches, yeah. They sang louder to drown out the voices. And how many, if they would have made a stand, if they would have united and made a stand. And that's just for God's people. If the businesses don't band together and have unity, you're going to be broke anyway. Yeah, you're going to be They're
0: going to take it all.
1: They're going to take it all. So you, you might as well go down swinging, <laughs> as we say on the streets. You might, you might as well uh, give it your best and throw down.
0: And 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 now it's you know let's see if we can make them wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see if we can make them wear two masks. It's training. It's training. Yeah, it's training. And, and where's the evidence? How come the virus only comes out at ten p.m. and goes goes away at five a.m.? Where's the science in that? Mm-hmm. There isn't any. It's just silly. And and they don't have the right to do what they're doing to us. And and you say, well, what about this super spreader and all the? I I, I think we probably have herd immunity in our church by this time. I mean. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I everyone I know of has contracted as a bad cold or didn't even know they had it. I mean right. it went through my family and mm-hmm. most everyone didn't even know they'd they'd gotten it. Mm-hmm. But well, we have the antibodies, we've we've gone through all that stuff. I mean, really, come on.
1: Yeah. And we've
0: we've done almost a million tests in this county.
1: And there's only eight hundred and how many thousand?
0: Eight hundred and fifty six thousand. We've done almost a million tests.
1: So you got two and yeah. <laughs> how
0: many? Uh, no, t- well, and and the, I made sure that I did in another county. But the, 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 the death rate is one or five one hundredths of one percent I know. in our population. Just you look at the lines, just straight across. And and influenza's down, pneumonia's down. Okay, so COVID's up. That's the accelerant because we didn't allow everyone to be exposed to a virus that's gonna mm-hmm. do what a virus does. Right. And so we muzzled everyone in the summer when they could have built immunity. Now we bring them into the cold season where it's raining and you got pneumonia and influenza, yep. and you put that accelerant of COVID on top of it. Mm-hmm. And what does it do? It goes after our elderly with comorbidities mm-hmm. and you're watching all these older folks dying and mm-hmm. it's, it's tragic mm-hmm. and it's unconscionable. When we could have strengthened them in the summer months, yeah. now they're just facing all these things.
1: And, and what the, I don't think the nation realizes as a whole, because if you're just in your own little hamlet mm-hmm. and life's pretty peaceful there, you don't realize on a national level what's happening. Uh, has there ever been a time where we have 5,000 troops now 25,000 no is isn't it oh. down to 5,000 tr- oh yeah, yeah 5,000 yeah. troops in washington dc like like a military state military state and, and they're protecting um the leaders of our nation from people like you and i that just yeah. love freedom we obey the speed limits well a little bit we're domestic and, te-
0: we're domestic terrorists. we're now
1: domestic terrorists because we love freedom we were supportive of trump not because it's some kind of cultic fil- following, but he was his policies were aligned closely to biblical values. Yeah. And that's what they don't get. Yeah, they, they think there's
0: some kind of uprising of militant white supremacy, and we're now the problem. They have to write the narrative, and they have to create it that somehow it's racism, and they have to pit us against each other. And, and yeah. nobody's buying it. Yeah. And you have the most popular president in American history, mm-hmm. almost 80 million votes, and he needs 25,000 National Guardsmen and to lock down the Capitol. He doesn't believe in border walls for the for the for the nation, but he believes in a border around the capital. Brilliant. Border around the capital. Let everybody
1: in as far as immigration. No, yeah. no, no boundaries there. No. But as long as they're protected. Yeah. You the, elite, know, the elites
0: are protected. They and, have their
1: bodyguards. They have yeah. everything they need. Yeah. And so I I mean honestly you guys, we, we say it all the time and it seems so crazy redundant. We've never seen anything like it in our lifetime. And it's so startling. But if we don't, as citizens, you and Bob McEwen are having a conversation. I was eavesdropping about it only takes, like, what, 5%, 6% of people to make a change? Yeah. And only 5 to, it's not even... It's we, 9%. It's 9%. If we had 9% just rise up and say, you know what? We just want to be law-abiding, good citizens without the tyranny. We're not going to put up with that. It. It,
0: let's... let's um... Let's combine what we shared as far as an update with San Jose okay. and our conversation about our frustration over what we're dealing with. But I didn't do a midweek study, and I think this is timely. Yeah, I'm, let's I'm get gonna gonna, into I'm the Word. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to get into the Word because uh, it's critical that we understand this. Uh, and, and when I was looking at all these folks, and they're praying, and they're almost like hedging their prayers because they're they're so fearful that the outcome is going to be contrary to what they want. Mm. Because you have 74 75 million people that thought we got this in the, the bag and we've won in every state. And then all of a sudden Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona and Georgia, it's, you know, strange strange things happening. And everyone is burdened as we watch these spikes and they shut down the counting and then, you know, they find all these it's just odd. And everyone says how can God do that to us? Yeah. How can God do that to us? Yeah. We prayed, we asked, it's immoral what's happening and what they've done. Mm-hmm. This president has done more for the unborn, he's done more for Israel, he's done more for the economy, he's done more for the black community, more for the Hispanic community, more for females, mm-hmm. uh, unemployment. That, you know, he just, and yet they say, but we lost. How is that?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I think oftentimes the Lord gives... oh, oh, and
0: don't forget... Every minister I can think of prophesied that he would win. I didn't do it. But.
1: Yeah. And can I just, I'm a preacher. We've been preaching for 30 years, 60 yeah. years combination between the two of us. Okay. <laughs> but, it, you know, in this whole process, if guys are going on record and they're thus says the Lord over and over about the prophecies. Now, I didn't do that. Did you, you didn't do that. We were praying, we were trusting, we were doing our part, yeah. but we didn't have, and not that we're even against a word from the Lord. I'm, I'm all for it. We're open to that, but if somebody goes on record like that, Rob, and they have to be accountable because what happens, as soon as it comes and goes, they just act the next, the next Sunday or whatever, like they never said a thing, yeah. and, and it's just, you have to be discerning to know who you're listening to yeah. and it, who you're following, a rumor
0: is just a lie with legs on it. Yeah, and, and even
1: they, if it's behind from behind a pulpit, even behind a pulpit, it's sure. worse because yeah. it is worse because yeah. people trust that pulpit. Yeah.
0: So I, I was I was burdened by f- folks struggling that mm-hmm. things didn't go the way that they thought they should, and mm-hmm. they, they're really questioning the Lord. Faithful Christians, mm-hmm. really wondering where God is in all mm-hmm. this. And I, mm-hmm. as I've I've labored through that, and and I I have all people. I was just as upset as the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we stood on that that monument with William McKinley, mm-hmm. and I, I think you may remember me saying that he was the last president to have served in the Civil War. Yeah. That Civil War had a huge impact on McKinley and an entire generation of people. Yeah, because six hundred and fifty thousand soldiers died on a field of battle to remove the scourge of slavery, mm-hmm. slavery mm-hmm. and there were four hundred thousand No, excuse me, four million slaves. Mm-hmm. In America, in 1860, and we lose two percent of our population on a field of battle to end slavery. And I don't think people realize they go wait. I wait. I bought a pillow from you know my pillow, and I watch Fox News. Why didn't the president win? And people would say to me, "Is the president going to win?" And what they were saying is, "Do I can I stop worrying now and mm-hmm. go back to what I was doing?" Mm-hmm. And this is a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Requires participation, but. That abdication of that, they were just hoping. And they were listening to anyone that would tell them whatever it is they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, he was—he um, he never publicly professed Christ as his Savior mm-hmm. that I know of. He never professed membership to a Christian church in his lifetime. He was never publicly baptized that anyone knows of. But you read his, his writings, and he was a profound theologian. And the passage that we're going to study tonight is one that had an enormous effect on him.
1: Okay, He's, let's get to it.
0: Yeah, let's. Joshua 5. Let's pull it up if we can. Joshua 5. Um, Joshua is having to deal with taking Jericho. They've crossed the Jordan, and um, they're coming into a land of giants and, and occupied by enemies of God. And so Joshua writes this. He says, It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And so he said, No. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? And then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, and the place for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. A simple passage, but the idea is Joshua is having to lead these people. Moses wasn't allowed to go into the promised land because he struck the rock. And as Joshua comes into the promised land, he's got to move these people. They've been in the wilderness 40 years, and the people that are now ready to fight are, are not the ones that have been circumcised earlier. So he's, he's got to get all of them committed to following the Lord because the other folks had gotten old in the two generations mm-hmm. and he's got a whole new group of people who have forgotten the ways of God and now he's got to take the land that God had promised 40 years earlier. And as he does that, he comes up against this individual as he's scoping out Jericho, which is a walled city, it's impregnable, how are we going to take this thing? It's fortified to the hilt. And, and archaeologists point out that the walls were thick and you know tall. And he comes in and he runs into the commander of the Lord's army, which is what we call a quorum Deo. Uh, t- take a look at the definition of a quorum Deo. It's a Latin phrase translated in the presence of God. It's from Christian theology, which summarizes the idea of Christians living in the presence of, under the authority of, and to the honor and glory of God. So he comes into a Christophany, an appearance of Christ yes. in the Old Testament. I'm telling you all this, but you're acting yes, like... I'm your audience. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. I appreciate Ray, it bring it on. Yeah. I, a camera's hard. <laughs> you, know, it's like you, you know there's people behind it. but it's yeah.
1: And so, you're so, going to give an altar call at the end of
0: this. Yeah. I'm, when you I see saved, that hand. Yeah. I see that hand. When you get saved, your ministry's going to take <laughs> off, I'll tell you what. So, so he, he realizes he's in the presence of a Christophany, appearance of Christ, a yes. quorum Deo. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, are you for us or against us? He's asking God this.
1: And that's what everybody's asking in this Everyone's season. Everyone's asking, yeah,
0: God, right. are you for us or are you against us?
1: Neither. Yeah, I'm, I'm neither. Neither. Well, well there, that's not an option. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'm a Christian. Right. I prayed. Yeah. I bought a pillow. I keep doing that, but it's true. <laughs> I just crack up. It's a
1: line I haven't gotten tired of yet. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and you're thinking, why isn't God showing himself strong on behalf of those who seek him? Yeah. And, and as he says these things... It's, it, it, the, the, the Lord says, I'm, I'm, I'm neither. Mm-hmm. And he says, now take your sandal off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what does that have to do with anything? And he says, the ground you're standing on is holy. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my interpretation. You may have another Okay, one. let's have fun with that. Yeah. But it almost seems to me as the Lord saying to Joshua, I don't even want so much as the sole of your shoe mm-hmm. to get in between you and a relationship with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want anything to come in between us. Mm-hmm. You're on holy ground. Yeah. And 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 if you're gonna be here, it's you and me. Yeah. And you're gonna be about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be about what you're doing. You're gonna be about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You come on my side. Yeah. That was my picture. What's your take on it?
1: Yeah, and that's always been my picture too in the sense that, hey, just remove those shoes that a man has made. You're standing before me, but I'm not joining your side. You're joining my side. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, getting our heart, and you asked earlier, when everybody's praying these things, my sometimes a people, they get the leaders that their nation deserves yeah. because they've turned their back on God. God says, you want, uh, you yeah. have a friend that says, you want it bad, you get it bad. You want a life without God? God says, okay, let me give you some leaders that they are not only for, you know, killing a million children a year yeah. in abortion, they and just the whole list. And,
0: yeah, they, what is it? Um, politicians are actors performing a script written by the audience. Yeah, and, and you know, Billy Graham said, "If
1: God doesn't deal with America, He owes Sodom and Gomorrah and an apologize. apology." And and I know that's a radical statement that people don't really want to hear. No, they don't want to hear it. But I think that's what it'll take to bring even the church to repentance. Because as we've talked, judgment begins at the house of God. So that the revival, unless we humble ourselves and and pray, you know,
0: the humility. The part of, of it, though. Yeah, Broken, and this is where I'm going to take it. Take it. Of the passage you're reading in 2 Chronicles, mm-hmm. not just humble themselves, yeah. but turn from their wicked ways. That's right. Yeah. And, and so when I had said earlier, as we began the study, I, mm-hmm. I pointed out that this was a passage that deeply influenced Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And as he read this, um, he had made this statement, and this wasn't from one of his inaugural addresses, but this statement, I want to show it to you. He said... Um, even believers can presume that God is on their side on a particular issue without due consideration. Though he was not an, evan- uh, an evangelical, Abraham Lincoln's famous words can serve us well here. My concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side. Just like you are saying, Rick, for mm-hmm. God is always right. Mm-hmm. Unless our goals and positions are grounded in Scripture, we cannot reasonably expect the Lord to fight for us. Mm-hmm. Now, they're quoting... the the author of of the book I was reading quoted from a writing of his, but the best portion of that thought came out of his second inaugural address. Now, the war's coming to a conclusion. He's won Mm re-election. Sherman has split the South. He's made it down to Atlanta. Uh, McClellan lost. Lincoln has been re-elected. Things are looking great. Shortly he'd be dead, but he writes his second inaugural address, and instead of celebrating the upcoming victory and vanquishing the enemy, He writes these telling words, and they're so applicable to us today, especially as we're reeling in our Christian faith. Let's take a look at a portion of Lincoln's second inaugural address. In this portion of the body of the text, it says, both read the same Bible, meaning north and south, and pray to the same God. And each invokes his aid against the other. And it may seem strange that any man should dare to ask adjust God's assistance in wringing their bread from the sweat of other men's faces. But let us judge not that we be not judged. The prayers of both could not be answered, that of neither has been answered fully. The Almighty has his own purposes. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offence cometh. And then he says, If we shall suppose that the that American slavery is one of those offenses which in the providence of God must needs come, but which having continued through His appointed time, He now wills to remove, and that He gives to both the north and south this terrible war as the woe due to those by whom the offense came. Shall we discern therein any departure from those divine attributes which the believers in the living God always ascribe to Him? Fondly do we hope and fervently do we pray that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills that it continue until all the wealth piled by the bondman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword. As was said, for 3,000 years ago, so still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And I share that because I I think that as we start to question God and the condition of our nation and watching as the church is seemingly to be standing silent and not in defense of liberty, Mm -hmm. that banks are calling notes, Mm -hmm. uh, that elected officials are not honoring their oath of office, Mm -hmm. that those things we held dear seem to be disappearing and elections being stolen and the the freedom to vote almost seems to be so soiled and tainted that it doesn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering, where's God in all this? And yet we come back to the verse you said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. So 4 million slaves in 1860, Mm -hmm. and 2% of the population died on a field of battle. We abort 1 million babies a year in America. That's 73 million babies since Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. Their shattered bodies Mm -hmm. and ripped apart appendages are flushed into the sewer systems of this nation yeah. and they flood out into the oceans. And in some cases, especially with vaccines, we use the fetal tissue of these aborted children. And we want God to bless us. And when Lincoln yeah. saw this and he saw the intensity of it, he said the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And he understood with Joshua, it's not about me being on your mm-hmm. side or their side. The question is, are you on my side? Do you see the Imago day yeah. that these babies are created in my image? Yeah last thing the church wants to touch, the last thing society wants to touch,
1: yeah.
0: is abortion. You don't fill a church. You don't fill seats. You've got to move away from those controversial issues. But if you are called by His name, then you must do His bidding. Mm-hmm. And that child is created in His image. Mm-hmm. And we have to take an inventory if there's going to be an awakening and a revival. It's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. I would rather talk about a thousand other things mm-hmm. I would rather focus on other things. But every time a Christian drives by an abortion clinic or a Planned Parenthood, you just look at that clinic and say, brought to you by Christians who are unwilling to stop it.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I think of uh, what Jude said. He said, I really wanted to just to talk to you about our common faith. Yeah. But I'm forced to contend. And then he went on to talk about the false teachers. But sometimes you feel I feel like that in this season. Hey, I think I'd just like to... T- tell people about Jesus and teach the Bible. Yeah,
0: just, I want to see people converted. I want to see them forgiven it, of
1: their it, sins. Like I, this weekend, we're going to have baptisms, free yeah. services. We want to be about And I want to go to a brunch afterwards. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, I do. W- without a mask. Without <laughs> a mask, yeah. <laughs> and, and we want to, I mean, it's not like we said, hey, let's sign up for this uh, brawl over these issues of freedom in our nation or over the issue of abortion. And yet, when we think of the lives that are being taken because I just try to reason with people that are, I mean, pro-choice, even, even as Christians. Now, if that child, just just a month later, is out of the womb, and I defended through talking about that child, and somebody was trying to come hurt that child, I would give my life for that child. And anybody that gave their life for that child would be a hero, right? Just out of the womb. Yeah. And yet, when they're assaulted in the womb, it's just... And one of the um, the congressman Warnock uh, yeah. in in Georgia, Reverend Warnock, Reverend Warnock, was saying I, I was hearing him stump and campaign, and about this issue of pro choice as a reverend as a minister of the gospel, and he said that doctor's office is too small for the government, and I thought to myself, well, it's not too small for um, the homicidal. Permission by law to take the life of the child. Yeah. It's, it's not too small for that. And yet the inability right now for people to have any kind of discriminatory, clear thinking from God's word, because culturally it's taboo.
0: Yeah, you just right? don't want to talk about it.
1: Right. You, you want to empty your church? Just talk about the yeah. unborn.
0: Yeah. And and now the churches are being emptied. And, and you're wondering why are they closing and shuttering and why are businesses being destroyed? And you think, God, where, is, where are you? I mean, yeah. we, we could have had Trump. We wouldn't have this malaise. We wouldn't have this difficulty. And then some churches are celebrating. We love the fact that he's in office. And we love the fact that we can now focus on other he's things. Their yeah. He's their man. Yeah. As the church, he's well, their man. Well, the new mantra in the church for those who have embraced this this administration mm-hmm. is, you know, you worry about children in the womb, but you don't worry about the children out of the womb. And nobody's there to care for them. Where, where's that coming from? Yeah. For, for 20 years as a pastor of this church, I've always said if there's a woman out there that is considering aborting their child but is willing to keep it and needs help. We'll help raise it. We'll find a home for it. We'll help you mm-hmm. through the whole process. We've never had one person take us up on that. Not right. one. Right. And and I said that early on and we have continued to say that. And there's ministries that are doing that. You can and, I, and, I, and I can name yeah. I can name thirty families in our church right now that would adopt any child that's unwanted. Yeah. Right now. I including agree. our own. Okay. We'd take the child. Right. And and yet What these Christian theologians, uh, woke theologians are saying is they're not wanted and a world of wanted children would make a world of difference. And I think about the fact that the the Jews in Germany that were considered less than human Mm -hmm. by the Nazi juggernaut that killed Mm -hmm. over six million of them, those that survived Auschwitz and Ravensbrück and Birkenau Mm -hmm. at the end of the war and they were emaciated. There wasn't a country in Europe that wanted the Jews. Mm Matter of fact, they had to put them back in the concentration camps to feed them and, and keep them because nobody wanted them in their cities. Mm-hmm. And that was what was moved to create the Palestinian territory or what would they call Palestine, to be the Jewish state. Mm-hmm. So, so they could move the Jews there. Yeah. So you're telling me they're unwanted, so let's just get rid of them?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're telling me a, a child in the womb unwanted is, is justification for removing... And I'll, I'll finish with this. And, and I... And I I think about Stand to Reason with, with Greg Kochel, mm-hmm. and, and I love this illustration. He says, you're, you're washing dishes at your sink. Mm-hmm. And um, you're looking out the window. And we used to have a really cool view of Mount Boney out of our, our kitchen window. Mm-hmm. And so you're washing your hands. You're washing dishes. Your little child comes up from behind you. You've got three or four kids in your house. And the little child comes up behind you. You don't see them. Your back is to them. And they say these telling words. They say, Daddy, can I kill this? Mm-hmm. Now your back's to them. So the first words out of your mouth are, "What is it?" What is it? It's a spider. It's a spider a fly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Step on it. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> and if they say it's my little brother, you're like, "Whoa, no!" Hey, time out. Yeah. And the question remains and will always remain, uh, in the womb, mm-hmm. when the sperm meets the egg and the yeah. zygote is created. At question: conception. What is it? Mm-hmm. It was Jesus Christ at conception. Mm-hmm. It was Jesus. He he was Jesus Christ in the womb when he leapt in the presence of Elizabeth and John in her womb. That's right. And it was John in the womb who leapt.
1: That's right. Doing backflips. They had their first staff meeting. He was named. (laughs)
0: It's it's a child in accordance with what the Lord says. When you're fearfully and wonderfully made, knitted together in your mother's womb before you were born, I knew you.
1: Well, we know about the DNA, right? The 23 that, That perfectly, everything that makes Rob McCoy Rob McCoy in macro. Is in micro, mm-hmm. in that microscopic moment yeah. at conception. At conception. At conception.
0: It can't be anything else. All the information
1: is there for you to grow into who you are. I was just thinking about this this last week of what the Lord says in Proverbs. He says, "There are six things that I hate. Yea, there are seven that are abomination of the Lord." And one of those is swift that are uh, feet that are swift to shed innocent blood. And in the Old Testament, when we read passages like. Uh, the Lord condemning child sacrifice as they heated up the gods. Moment. If you want, you had, for the people who had unwanted children, you wanted to go offer your baby that was just born, but they just had to wait because, because they didn't have the technology, right, to do it in the womb to bring that child to, yeah. and, and people, oh, it's barbaric, why'd you even teach that? Is it, I mean, now it's just in a sanitized environment. Yeah, same and, thing.
0: Same thing. And they say, well, it's, it's not a baby because it's, it's too small. It's just a little tiny embryo. It's too small. Well, so a small person is less valuable than a larger person. Yeah, what, yeah. Well, it's its level of development. It's not fully developed. So an adolescent isn't as valuable as a fully grown adult. It's its environment. It's in the womb. So you and I are less valuable here in the studio than we are at our house. Yeah. The best argument, though, the secular progressive left is degree of dependency. Okay. It's dependent on its mother to live. That's true. However, are you saying someone dependent on oxygen or insulin is less valuable well that um it doesn't take away their humanity
1: that's right the the uh, argument that then goes to ending life of the elderly or those who are unprepared it's a leap i mean not much it's a step between those two things so that you have that um same dynamic in a culture
0: yeah So. so that that's That's what we have to come to terms with, Mm -hmm. folks, is, you know, I'd love to have um, a little more of a sunshine Bible study. But
1: I think we're, well, I guess we're bringing. It's heavy. it, It genuinely is heavy, but how do you bring it in a way that is not. Not heavy. I mean, it doesn't matter how big the smile yeah. is on your face, or well, we're we're asking annoying. we're
0: asking tough questions of the Lord, yeah. at least from our perspective. Like, yeah. where are you? And His mm-hmm. question is, No, where are you? Mm-hmm. It's like it's Amen. like Reverend uh, King in in the Birmingham prison. Yeah. You know, How how come you're in prison? He goes, How come you're not in prison with me? Right. Where are you? You know, mm-hmm. you're asking the Lord where He is. He's mm-hmm. asking you, Where are you? These things are important to Him. This is this is dear to Him, mm-hmm. and He wants us to be on His side. He, it's not about uh, him being on our side or their side. He mm-hmm. wants us doing what he's about. And I have news for you. He doesn't turn a blind eye to 73 million babies that have been torn apart and flushed into the sewer systems of our nation. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't put up with it.
1: No, and, and to think that you can sow the wind and not reap the whirlwind yeah. is uh, really since naive.
0: So since I, uh, I kind of went down this path Rick, you are unbelievably gifted at, at bringing encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, though this is something God wants us to process
1: yeah.
0: and and yield to, mm-hmm. help the folks get to a place where this is a, a prayer of our heart, one with great optimism and hope, mm-hmm. and that it yeah, it's antiseptic, mm-hmm. but it it stings a little bit. But there's there's healing. It's the bomb of Gilead. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to close with that and maybe take us out with the blessing. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, the it, uncomfortable things to talk about are hard, and you have to work our way through them. But we know that truth always matters. Truth always wins. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And and you you can't face hard things unless you're willing to step into it. Lean into the uncomfortable. Lean into these things. Because we want you to be, you know, the scriptures say that, Preachers, when they they prophesy, three things should happen. You should be built up, you should be motivated to live for God, and you should be comforted. Because I don't want to leave this because of the amount of people, they hear you and I talking about a, a tragedy of innocent life, lost, yeah, yeah. right? But there's a lot of people out there, Rob, that they have had. I, I I've i had people that I've ministered to in our church, uh, one sister in the Lord, she had had five abortions before she, she it's, came it's, to Christ. A,
0: it's affected our own family, really. Yeah, I yeah. know the pain. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So we we know the pain of that, and we really need to bring the grace to that situation. And um,
0: Healing Hearts Ministries.
1: Yeah. A- Amen. But this is the beautiful thing, just because we have experienced the pain of it and and the sin of it god in his grace receives us Mm -hmm. restores us and heals our hearts healing that they could never have before every year that date come around that date hung over their head and and god just sets us free and so we want to move into a place of healing and maybe maybe that's you. You just need the forgiveness of God and He loves you Amen. and uh, He wants to transform you very much like the woman at the well who had been married five times. I mean, she couldn't figure out how to make marriage work no. and, and He said, go get your husband and she said, well, I don't have one. And he said, yeah, the guy you're living with is not your husband and the other five. I mean, it hasn't worked out, but He was there to meet her and give her living waters yeah. and we want to distribute the living waters. We want to talk about hard things and we're not going to shy away from that because we feel like that's our admonition as ministers right i
0: love the, the, keith rose yeah. i want to credit him with this yeah because you brought it up right. the woman at the well that's right he gave her living water he did. but he said to her give me a drink of water yeah and and i love what dr keith said mm-hmm. he goes we want the lord to quench our thirst mm-hmm. he wants us to quench his thirst for righteousness in our lives mm-hmm. you give me some water yeah, I mean we're we're active in this participation. Look, I get all the sin in your life. Yeah. Now come to me, mm-hmm. quench my thirst for righteousness in your life. I just yeah. thought that was insightful on yeah. Keith's part. I got to give him credit because yeah, shout out to Dr. Keith.
1: <laughs> and and so we we want to bring it into that place of just yielding to the Lord our life, the mess of our life. Our life's been messy. Yeah. You know, mine's been messy, and uh, I've been on the. Uh, you know, in before I came to Christ on the wrong side of the abortion issue, just personally in a, in a relationship, and, uh, and just experiencing God's grace and forgiveness. And so we want to bring that hope that Jesus is the answer. He is the answer for absolutely everything you need to bring abundant life to your soul. And he's, he's knocking on the door of your heart right now. And if you're a believer, he wants to build you up. If you don't know him yet, just open the door and let him come in. And the living waters will touch your life. That's a good word. Amen. Hey, we want to leave you guys with a blessing tonight. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. We love you guys.
0: Yeah, God bless you. Thanks for uh, tuning in tonight. We'll be back uh, on the air uh, on Monday. But don't forget, this Sunday, we got baptisms, 9, 11, and 1 p.m. Show because, up. Yeah, show up. Show up. And, and try to bring a change of clothes. Some folks just got in when they realized that there was a baptism. <laughs> they didn't even prepare, and they got in anyways, and they were wet the whole time That's okay, too. we'd like you to bring a change of clothes. And we'll have changing uh, stations as well. so
1: Yeah, Rob's going to bring the Word. I'm going to bring the uh, baptisms. We, last time, we, we swapped it around. so Yeah, and
0: they got upset because I baptized the same way, Oreo cookies. <laughs> I put them in the milk until the bubbles stop. And they're like, we can't do that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. kidding. (laughs) Getting, so yeah i'll let you
1: up quicker yeah yeah
0: yeah he's good that way all right well bless you guys uh we'll see you monday night but first of all we'll see you sunday uh at services so come on out and tune in we'll also be doing the live stream for sunday good night everybody